the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Good morning and let us begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. And we just are so excited about our walk with you daily. So, Lord, pour out your Spirit upon us. Let us see a true move of you in us, O Lord. Let us grow in our ability to live out the true life of a disciple of Yeshua. And let People see the heart of Messiah in us. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you for this program. We thank you for our listening audience. And we're looking forward to how you're going to work this day. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, it's great to be here as we continue with uh, the Heart of Messiah program and Uh, Today we're going to talk about spiritual growth, Uh, but before we do that, let's get ready to count the Omer, and we do this, let me remind you why we're doing this. It's uh, to draw closer to God each day and be obedient to his word. We should expect that our faith level would be raised each day in anticipation of what God is going to do in our lives and what he's going to do in those people around us. So we count the Omer in response to God's scripture that tells us to do so. It says so in Leviticus 23, 15, and 16. It says, Then you are to count from the morrow after the Shabbat, or the Sabbath of Passover, from the day that you brought the Omer of the wave offering, seven complete Sabbaths, until the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, you are to count 50 days, and then present a new grain offering to Adonai. So there it is, right? (laughs) Every day we count, let us be reminded of the link between Passover, which commemorates the exodus and deliverance, and Shavuot, 
which commemorates uh, Pente- it's, it's uh, Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, which commemorates the giving of the Torah, the first five books of Moses. But it also commemorates in, in Pentecost the giving of God's Spirit. So let us remind ourselves that redemption from slavery was not complete until we received the law, God's Word. It's also reminding us that without God's Spirit, we don't have the ability to understand or keep His Word. So let us focus on the counting. Baruch atad na'i Eloheinu melech halom ha'shekidishanu b'mitzvatav v'tzivanu al sifarat ha'omer. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the fifth week, a uh, fifth day, excuse me, of the sixth week and day 40, I have counted the Omer. So the scriptures for today, we start with Matthew 23, 11 and 12. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. We also have Second Timothy two twenty three to twenty six. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife, and a servant of the Lord must not be quarrelsome, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Well, the thought for today is he who is not a good servant will not be a good master. That's from Plato, believe it or not. And our challenge is, why do you think you enjoy doing good deeds like serving and helping others? Why is that enjoyable to you? How are others encouraged by your excellence and willingness to serve? And what are the most important things Yeshua wants us to understand as we serve each and every day? You know, as the counting of the Omer should bring us spiritual growth in our lives, we should consider some of the characteristics of spiritual growth. And we heard it in the two scriptures we had read. So what is the word that we're going to talk about today leading to spiritual growth? It's, it said, he who humbles himself will be exalted. And the other verse said, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. So that's right. Today we talk about humility as a part of our spiritual growth. The greatest difficulty with knowing that you have achieved humility is how prideful you are when you come to that conclusion, right? Martin Luther said it this way, true humility does not know that it is humble. If it did, it would be proud from the contemplation of so fine a virtue. (laughs) Often, we can do something that shows 
we have a humble spirit, and yet it is hard to stay there because our flesh wants to receive a prize or an accolade or how about a pat on the back for being so humble? Deuteronomy 8, 2 and 3 says this, You are to remember all the way that Adonai your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He afflicted you and let you hunger. Then he fed you manna, which neither you nor your father had known, in order to make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of Adonai. So what does humility look like? Well, I think one of the things would be if you saw someone who can follow the ways of another, like someone who might follow God. That would be somebody, if they truly are following, that would be an act of humility. And we see in Luke 9.23, it says, Then Yeshua was saying to everyone, If anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross every day and follow me. So denying ourself is what it looks like. And so that's how we're able to follow. A second characteristic of what it might look like is if you see somebody who's satisfied with whatever they have or whatever situation they're in, they're satisfied. And that reminds me of the scripture in Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to live with humble means, and I know what it is to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of contentment, both to be filled and to go hungry, to have abundance and to suffer need. I can do all things through Messiah, who strengthens me. So that's the second thing, is to see that you are satisfied with whatever you have. The third is to be under the authority of God's word would be a characteristic of humility. And we see in Hebrews 4, 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing right through to a separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We are under the authority of God's word. Our thoughts and intentions are judged by God and his word. And so, as we try and define humility, some might say that it's a modest or low view of one's own importance. Um, A synonym to that might be meekness. Um, I'm not sure I like the synonym of unassertiveness, but uh, because I think we can still be assertive and be humble. I love the quotes. These are just a few from Mother Teresa about ways we can practice humility. Are you ready? Are you testing yourself right now? How to practice humility? To speak as little as possible of oneself. How'd you do? <laughs> To mind one's own business. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Not to want to manage other people's affairs. To accept 
contradictions and correction cheerfully, to pass over the mistakes of others. Am I going too fast for you? (laughs) To accept insults and injuries, to accept being slighted, forgotten, and disliked, to be kind and gentle, even under provocation. And you should never stand on your own dignity. Okay, those are interesting. Uh, That'll certainly challenge us for today in terms of being humble. Humility is the absence of self. And so why do we need humility? Besides the fact that God has told us in his word to be humble. um, we, We are going to be humble from a pragmatic point of view Because think of all the situations that could be solved by humility. There's friendships and marriages which dissolve over angry words. Resentments which divide families and co-workers. Prejudice which separates race from race and religion from religion. Reputations which are destroyed by malicious gossip and hurtful words. Greed which puts enmity between rich and poor. Wars which are fought over arrogant assertions. Humility really will solve those issues. Humility is it's a virtue. It's a major theme of both the Old and the New Testaments. Why do qualities such as courtesy and patience and deference have such a prominent place in Scripture? It's because it's the demeanor of humility. Humility is what is needed to live in peace and in harmony with everyone. Humility dissipates anger and heals wounds. Humility allows us to see the dignity and worth of everyone. Not just the people you like. The, the, the dignity and the worth of everybody. And humility distinguishes the wise leader from the arrogant power seeker. I love what C.S. Lewis said. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Got it? Okay. Humility is also a strength. It's not a weakness. I love what Abraham Lincoln said. He said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. Oh, boy, that is so wise and so humble. Look, you can't say today, I'm going to be humble. However, you can say, I'm going to seek certain attributes, and through them, I will display, you know, a spirit of humility. So I'm going to give you five attitudes to consider. Are you ready? You want to write them down? Okay, here's number one. We have a need, a dependency for God, and we lift him up. So many people say, 
you know, oh, uh, I'm not dependent on anything. But that is pride. We need to be dependent for God uh, on God, and and that is something good. Humility brings us into a place of dependency, a continual need for a fresh encounter with the Lord. Amen. So I think of something like Psalm forty-two, one: "As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul for you, O God." Or Deuteronomy ten twenty. Adonai, your God, you will fear. Him you will serve. To him will you cling, and by his name will you swear. He is your praise, and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things that your eyes have seen. You see, humility is seeing what God has done for you. Psalm 63, 2. O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Since your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you, so I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I lift up my hands." Okay, are we getting a sense right now of our dependency of God? And in Isaiah 10.20, it talks about the returning remnant of Israel, and it says, Yet it will come about in that day that the remnant of Israel, those of the house of Jacob who escaped, will never again depend on the one who struck them down, but will depend on Adonai, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. Okay. The second characteristic I'd like to bring to your attention is that we need to esteem others. We need to lift up others. Just like Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves, looking out not only for your own interests, but the interests of others. Or Galatians 2, I love this, Bear one another's burdens In this way you fulfill the law or the Torah of Messiah. For if anyone thinks he's something when he's nothing, he is fooling himself. Rather, let each one examine his own work. Then he will have pride in himself alone and not in comparison to anyone else. Okay, the third concept, and you won't like this one, it's don't argue. So don't argue with me. (laughs) The third one is don't argue. (laughs) Romans twelve sixteen through 18, live in harmony with another. Do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Repay no one evil for evil. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people, if possible. So far as it depends on you, live in shalom or live in peace with all people. Okay. And we see in First Timothy uh, as I urge uh, one verse three, as I urge you, when I was leaving for Macedonia, stay in Ephesus to direct certain people not to pass on different instruction or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. These give rise to useless speculations rather than God's training, which is faithfulness. Now, the goal of this command is love from a pure heart and a clear conscience and a genuine faith. Some, having missed the mark, have turned away to fruitless discussions. 
wanting to be teachers of Torah, even though they don't understand what they are saying or what they dogmatically assert. So we see this, uh, again, we are not to argue, right? Okay. For we are also to reconcile. We are to bring people back to each other and to God. And so in Colossians 3.12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, right? That's you and me. Holy and dearly love, clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord pardoned you, also you must pardon others. But above all, these things put on love, which is the bond of perfect harmony. And we see this again in Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 3, talking about lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering. We see in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19, that we have been given by Messiah the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Messiah, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us. That's what the scripture says. So that takes humility to bring people into reconciliation. Finally, have a continual attitude. This is number five, a continual attitude of repentance. Romans 2.4 says, Or do you belittle the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you to repentance. Or uh, Isaiah 30, verse 15, For thus says Adonai Elohim, the Holy One of Israel, By repentance and rest you're saved, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you were not willing. And I pray that we will be willing. Second Peter 3 says, verse 9, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some consider slowness. Slowness. But rather, he is being patient toward you, not wanting anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. We are all to come to repentance, and I believe that's on a daily basis. It says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So as I talk about humility, I've got to tell you, my heart is extremely heavy. And it's been that way for quite a while as I look at the politics that we're seeing. In fact, I've I've had to turn off the radio and the TV. I, I can't listen anymore because our leaders are lacking humility. So as I close this teaching on growth through humility, would you pray with me that each day, This scripture that you all know so well, it's 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, when my people, over whom my name is called, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. We need to pray over our politicians daily. And in order to do that, I have a special card that I have produced. It's a prayer card for the leaders of the United States. If you want a list of these leaders, um, 
these are the advisors and the cabinet officials uh, for the president and the president and so on. Uh, please let me know and we'll email it out to you. Also, I have an interesting sheet on the characteristics of humility along with scriptures. Uh, they're both available to you. If you're interested, just call Karen at 813-831-5673. Also, if you feel like supporting our program and you feel it's valuable to you, please help us financially. You can donate at the heartofmessiah.org website or call Karen at 813-831-5673. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you humble yourself and grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.